Hi, I'm Matt Falk, coming at you from Hottie Da Studio. Welcome to Past, Present, Future, the only podcast in the universe that dares to appease the ghosts of comedy past, comedy present, and comedy yet to come. My guest today is a comedian, actor, and a member of the sketch comedy group Family Dinner, which has developed a cult following, showcased at festivals across Canada, and even shared the stage with Kids in the Hall alum Kevin McDonald. In 2017, my guest won Winnipeg's Funniest Person with a Day Job. He then took over hosting duties of the wildly popular show Comedy at Wee Johnny's, which remains a Winnipeg staple and a venue I regularly work out material at. He can also be seen as one half of the Pretty Good Comedy Show with another Winnipeg's Funniest winner, Emmanuel Lamoro. As an actor... My guest has starred in a number of films, TV shows, and commercials, including One Refraction Sector, which was officially selected at Just for Laughs Northwest, and the Los Angeles Cinefest. He's a mainstay of the Winnipeg comedy scene, recently taking part in the Just for Laughs showcase there, recording his comedy special there, and performing at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, and he's a regular at Rumors Comedy Club, which was recently named one of the top ten best comedy clubs in North America, and it's my favorite club club too please welcome spencer adamus hi spencer oh hello matthew how are you <laughs> very good it's so nice to be chatting with you uh this is the first time we've ever recorded uh some video alongside oh, the podcast so thank you for you you're in your grandma's house is that true where are you no this is how i this is how i uh i decorate that's that's how you I live like old vintage just this is how i live i live yeah. like a like an old lady I decided to. Uh, I've decided to start now. Yeah. Because then I won't have to do it when I'm older. Do you know what I mean? I think that's really <laughs> wise because there's a transition period that happens with young people. They have to get rid of all their trendy stuff and get old person stuff, but you don't have to do any of that. Good for you. No, I don't have to do it anymore. Good for you. I get all the things at the store that look like they might be haunted, and then I go, it, whatever <laughs> looks the most haunted, I go, that's what I'm going to keep. That's what I'm going to take. I love that. Uh, now, I like to tell people a little bit about how we know each other. I was actually the one of one of one of the judges the night that you won Winnipeg's Funniest Person with a Day Job. Oh, no way. You know yeah. what? I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I, no, I, like now, like thinking back. Yeah, you were. Wow, yeah. That was in 2017. That was a long, long time ago. So not only did we work together back in 2017 when everything was uh, picking mm -hmm. up steam for you, but we also recently just acted in a commercial together. We were in a cheese commercial. We sure were. And we killed it. We knocked it out of the park. I think that yeah. after this, once you guys see this commercial, I don't care if you're lactose intolerant, you are going to be buying as much dairy as possible. Yeah, I completely agree. I think after this is released, the dairy industry is finally going to enjoy the boom it has so long deserved. Because yeah, as everyone knows, no, nobody likes cheese. Nobody, nobody wants to buy it right now. So it's it's in a lull, but we're going we're gonna to fix that. No, and you know why? They're like, there's no two cool guys eating it all the time. Yeah, that's right. Or one cool guy <laughs> and one weirder, older guy yeah. who looks like a serial killer. And just, I'm, if you haven't seen the commercial, you don't understand what that means yet, but just trust me on that. Yeah. They made me look like a serial killer. That's the vibe they were uh, going for. <laughs> they, there's a market of cheese eaters out there yeah. who have never been appealed to. And that is the people who love cheese and occasionally dabble in some serial killing. 
Yeah, exactly. And now, now they've cornered that market. <laughs> they've got that, and they'll branch out into the more mainstream market in the future. Uh, yeah. Spencer, I could chat with you about the commercial for a while, but uh, there is a cold chill coming, my friend. Do you oh. feel that cold chill? I do. It's freezing. We're about to get our first visitation. Here we go. I am the ghost of comedy past. Today I take you to the least fun you've ever had on stage. Oh, boy. The least fun you've ever had on stage, Spencer. What would that be, my friend? The least the, the least, least fun, fun. The I have least ever fun. had Paint on Paint us stage. a picture. Yeah, where are you? What's going on? I am now in Yorkton, Saskatchewan, I believe. Wow. And I don't think anybody knows about the show that is about to happen, that I have been booked to headline and then having to end up host instead. So you're booked as a headliner, but you have oh, to end up hosting. Why is that, first of all? Uh, first of all, because uh, the host did not show up. <laughs> the bar owner forgot about the show altogether. Yeah. And uh, there, I believe this was in the middle of a playoff game. And then we had to turn off all of the TVs in the bar. Oh, no. <laughs> for everybody watching, because we had to start that comedy show that nobody was there to see. So the Jets are playing. They shut off the Jets. And now yep. you have to go up on stage. Yeah, I have to be the first person they see. And they all know it's my fault that the TV is off. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I don't want the TV to be off either. Yeah. I would much rather watch the Jets game than me as well. I understand <laughs> their frustration. You can sympathize with I, them. But I have to go and do my job. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It was very funny. As soon as the TVs go off, I just, you could hear everyone collectively in the bar go, what is going on? <laughs> and then I walk up onto the stage and ask how they're doing. But you already know how they're doing. And they, they were not doing okay. No. <laughs> and this is, I'm a brand new comic. I still, like, this is one of the, my furthest back memories. I might have been 19 years old. It's like, I, I just remember after that being in the hotel room being like, am I delusional? Can I do this? Yeah. <laughs> is this going to be bad? And that is the thing. You have a bad show like that, and it it rocks you. It rocks people. Don't realize that it doesn't just affect, you know. Oh, that was a bad show. Shake it off. It like it makes you question every decision you've made up until that point. Oh yeah. It makes you question, like exactly like you said. Am am I delusional? <laughs> but how did how did you kind of take yourself out of that? Do you wait? Do you just wait until the next show, or how did you get yourself out? That's exactly what I had to do. Well, I had to. Uh, uh... Just like I knew I had another show coming up and then I had to just be like, well, that's my rock bottom, I think. Yeah, and hopefully it doesn't get much worse than yeah. that. But now I now I, it's kind of nice to have a bottom. Sure. That's where it's nice to know you can't sink any lower. Exactly. And I could. Well, you know what? Come to think of it, I could. Yeah. If I'm going even further in the like in the future, I did not realize I was going to later on have another maybe I don't know if it was as bad, but I remember being like, oh, boy, I did a show at the Red River X. OK, they decided they wanted comedians. This is outside. This is an outdoor gig. This is an outdoor gig. And I don't know if you know the Red River X. It is a carnival, uh, but it, it's like a carnival where a, I, I guess a prison just let out. <laughs> <laughs> 
and they're all there <laughs> and they also don't know what's going on because when you see a big stage like that and you're all just gathered around like the like canteens and stuff like that you expect to see a band going up but instead you had me and five other comedians yeah. i remember dana smith was with me and when uh, she said when I got here, I was like, oh, I hope they at least laugh at some of my jokes. And then when we looked at the people around, Dana said, well, now I just hope they don't throw anything at me. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm worried. It is amazing how your priorities shift halfway through a show. Yeah. You go, you know, you start, you always start off going, I want this to be the best show of my career. And then you get there and you go, I just don't want to bomb. And then you're on stage going, I just need to get out of here alive. Yeah, it's just, just kind of just starts going downhill. Yeah. I just would like to survive. Yeah. <laughs> I would just like to, my ultimate goal tonight is to get in my car at the end of the evening. Exactly. And be able to get home safely. <laughs> <laughs> It, it 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 I just and there's babies running around and they're shouting at you and the parents are laughing. The babies are shouting at you. Yes. Oh yeah. They said be be as squeaky clean as you can because as you know it's a, like there's families all over the place and I said of course I can be squeaky clean. Those kids were not. <laughs> they were not at all. They're like six years old. They were saying swear words that I like rarely hear and i was like my <laughs> goodness you have to be and careful yeah and the parents were laughing they're like my kid is killing it <laughs> oh yeah and then i was like well good thing i didn't swear and uh, dirty these children's minds <laughs> yeah but that it, in its own right is still kind of fun those experiences can still be fun afterwards definitely not during in hindsight and that's only because there is this weird thing that happens with comedy where when a bad show happens, something in the back of your head goes, I'm, you know, I'm glad that's over. That was terrible. Insecurity, blah, 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 blah. But then a little voice says, maybe this is going to be some material. <laughs> maybe I can talk about this on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> if, if Matt Falk has me on a weird thematic <laughs> podcast with ghosts appearing, perhaps I can bring it up then. Speaking of which, my friend, I can hear the bells a chiming, which means we're about to be visited by number two. I am the ghost of comedy present. Answer this. What is more enjoyable, stand-up comedy or sketch comedy? Ooh, that's a good question because with stand-up comedy, when you uh when you like kill, you know you did that by yourself. That was all you. So it does feel very fantastic. And it does feel great when you kill like doing like sketch comedy with a group of people yeah. but when you fail with stand-up comedy you fail real hard you fail by yourself with sketch comedy yeah. you fail you fail as a group we didn't do it guys and that's okay too <laughs> we didn't yeah. do it we didn't do it it wasn't just me though <laughs> that's okay that feels good are there are there ever nights when you're doing sketch comedy when you know that you're the reason the show bombed, but you can still kind of look at the group and go, it was all of us. We all screwed that up. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally. There's a bunch of times. I think maybe one of the funniest <laughs> was in Montreal when we were like kind of, well, they just didn't get us. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It was just an off night. We were just in Toronto. We just did an amazing show. And I think we got a little too cocky. I definitely did. And then we did our next show and they were like, what is this guy doing? And I was like, I don't know. We had one of my uh, best buddies, Michael Scott, 
in the back and at the end of the sketch he had to run out without a shirt on and do some weird dance i forget what the sketch was but that was the cap of the sketch i remember that it was supposed to be the big punchline it's supposed to be really funny and he knew it was gonna bomb and he's just standing in the back without a shirt on in front of everybody else no because moments of vulnerability can be really funny and really enjoyable as a comic when you know it's gonna hit but when you know it's not i cannot imagine that feeling oh and you still you're, gotta you, do it you still gotta do it michael scott that is a friend of yours uh who is in uh this the sketch uh troop family dinner also now in the new movie blackberry with jay Baruchel. Yeah. is that true yeah yeah pretty cool pretty cool stuff but i mean i think that, that that's just a, a testament to like um again you succeed as a group which is kind of cool the fact that you know one one member of your troop uh you know you guys have all done incredible things but you know when the, whenever someone has a, a moment of success then you can all kind of look at that as a joint six i think so at least you can look at it as a joint oh, success absolutely. because there's a reason you guys are helping each other grow you guys are helping each other become popular so it is a cool thing that uh when anybody does something fun it is it is really cool so you absolutely. you say you're saying the official answer is the more enjoyable thing is what stand up or sketch i'd say sketch because i just like it when other people are there i i, ju I just do i like to succeed as a group i like to write wow. things as a group of people i don't know i just like being around people like yeah I, I i guess when i'm doing shows i'm never really doing it by myself i have other comics around me and stuff like that but i like it when i can be like hey guys we all did it together wow we all wrote that together it's really fun that's really interesting because that's definitely a personality thing because i can think of already of other comedians that i could ask that exact same question to that would give the polar opposite answer <laughs> yeah. it really is a matter of of personality and the fact that you like being around other people, the fact that you like succeeding and failing together as a group, it says a lot about you and you, you are a team player. So I, I see that uh, in your everyday life as well. Uh, but enough compliments for Spencer because we are about to be visited by ghost number three. I am the ghost of comedy yet to come. What is one thing you want to happen this year? Okay, so not so floating, oh but the voice is a little freaky. What is one thing, Spencer, that you want to happen this year, 2023? 2023, I uh, want my special to finally release, my 30-minute special that I have been uh, – it's all done. It's all recorded. Now it's on me. I have to watch my own stand-up and decide what I want to keep in there and want to take out. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's the only thing I have to do. And then they said that they can release it. I have the title for it. It's going to be called Easy to Kill. I know that. <laughs> I already <laughs> love that. I don't even know the joke that goes along with it, but I love it. You'll hear it. It's good. It's it, it's it, it was definitely a lot of fun to film that special. And uh, folks films, I... I think you know them, very talented group, very talented people. They've yes, done a incredible. ton of stuff, and it was very, very uh, nice of them to film my special. And yeah, I'm definitely wanting that to release this year, and I want, I want to, I just want to get that going because I've been sitting on that since uh, I don't know, I think November of last year. So, so, and I remember when you recorded it because it was a, a very popular show. It was a successful night. The the actual live yes. evening so i i am very excited to see the footage but other than the fact that you want it to be completed other than the fact that there's going to be a satisfaction that comes with completing a project 
what are you hoping to kind of get out of the special being released? That might sound like a, a bizarre question because, oh, no. you know, well, of course, I'm, exp- I'm hoping for blah, blah, blah. But w- what is it that you're most excited about, about this special coming out? Actually having um, well-taped uh, footage that I can share online and kind of boost my online presence and just show more people what mm-hmm. I can bring to the table because I do have a lot of stand-up clips of myself that I share around and stuff like that. But that's that's just stuff that it's not professionally filmed. It, it just doesn't look as nice as I would like it to. And I know that once this special drops, I'll be able to pull a bunch of different clips. I'll be able to submit to a bunch of different festivals with this footage and stuff like that. And I think that'll help my chances of getting into festivals that I've always wanted to get into, like the Halifax Comedy Festival, Just for Laughs, Toronto, Vancouver, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's what I want out of it mainly. And kudos to you too, because I remember when I when I was first starting, um, I, man, it took me a long time to get decent footage of myself, but good footage of you as a comedian is currency as a stand-up comic like yeah it's bizarre you can't overstate it having high quality footage is just like the thing that kind of gets your name out there that gets you recognized that starts getting people noticing you and it it took me a lot longer than it took you to get this footage so kudos to you for pulling this together for making it happen because now we live in an age where if you want to do something we're not waiting on you know comedy now we're not waiting on you know some other big hbo to tap us on the shoulder or even nowadays the more modern reference would be netflix we're not waiting for netflix to give us a comedy special we you have to you have to do it. Yeah. You have to go out and make something happen and and you did that. No, thank you so much. Yeah, it 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 felt good because I've been sitting on like wanting to tape something just kind of take it to the next level a little bit for a while and then finally I was just like all right, enough is enough. I have enough old material that I don't really want to reuse anymore, so I'm going to take all that and put it into just like a 30-minute special that I can release so people can watch it. You're specifically hoping that this is material that you are you can burn now. Yeah. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's stuff that I've, I've been telling for years. It's stuff that I've been, like, just jokes that are, like, eight years old that I can, like, finally just be like, all right, I'm done with that one. I got to force myself to write new material because if I, if I don't burn it, I feel like I'm just going to keep sitting on it forever and then just never write. Yeah. So just need, I, I need something that's going to push me. Yeah. And good for you again, because again, it's another, another sign of the times that, you know, you, the format for comedy used to be you tour your one hour of material that you've written. You tour that for, I don't know, 35 years. <laughs> and then you might record a special as like, this is the compilation of everything I've ever written, which is the one hour that I've been doing my entire career and now I can retire. Uh, but now people demand content. So to record it, release it, move on. Record another one, release it, and keep going. Keep writing, keep pumping out new stuff. So it, it's a sign that uh, it's cool to know that yeah, that this is what comedians are doing now. I mean, it's it's kind of a necessity, but it's also it's also fun. I feel like it makes us I don't know, it pushes us. I don't know if it makes us better or worse, but it definitely pushes us. It makes us better comedians. Hmm. I feel like it makes us better. I mean, you've been doing it quite often. I believe, like, I, I every time I see you, you have something brand new to say, 
and you'll mm. do it on stage and you'll go, oh yeah, I'm trying to work out this new joke. And then I'll watch you do it and I'll be like, all right, that sounds like you've been doing it for years. That's good. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's an great. old trick I have. That's an old trick I have. I go to open mic nights and I say, I'm working out new material and I pull out stuff that I perfected 15 years ago. So that's, you know, <laughs> I just, I really want to impress open mic hosts. That's all I really want out of my yeah. career. I want people to go back and go, unbelievable. He's doing all this brand new stuff, but it really, didn't I hear him do that at a Winnipeg comedy festival taping eight years ago? No, <laughs> definitely not. No, definitely no, not. No, 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 no. That wasn't about Leon's. <laughs> Leon's furniture. That's right. Oh, that's a fun new bit. That's great. That hasn't even been recorded at all yet. Great job. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. Uh, we're almost at the end, Mr. Adamus, but uh, as always, we got to wrap up here by talking about what has been revealed on this journey through past, present, and future. What is the revelation that you've had? What have you learned? What have the ghosts taught you, my friend? Well, the ghosts have definitely taught me that uh, bad gigs can be fun if you just wait a second, you know? Mm. Just give it some time. It's not going to be fun right away, but later on, that's going to be a fun story to share with everybody else. So just let it be bad. Let it be bad. Let people enjoy your pain. <laughs> and um, another thing that I've learned is that, you know, it's funny because when you ask, the, or when the ghost, pardon me. Yes, asked it's not me, me. No, that was not you. I forgot it was the ghost. Yeah. Uh, do I enjoy sketch or stand up better? I actually didn't know my answer. And I think I figured it out along the way. And I feel like I definitely enjoy sketch better or more. And I definitely like to write a bit more sketch. And I learned that um, after I'm done dropping this special, I'm going to have to soon record a new one. Yeah. That's good to know as well. Yeah. <laughs> this exciting and yet completely stressful career that we live. I like where this. Yeah. Well, and, it, and obviously it's doing something for you because you're, you're, you're doing very well, my friend. Can I, I'm going to point something else out as well that I noticed. I, I noticed that you are a people person. You really are. Like in the past, you, you talked about this, like, you know, 19 year old Spencer who goes and, and does this headlining gig, but now you're forced to host and you're bombing and you're up there alone. And then immediately you're talking about liking sketch because you're not alone because you're there with a group of people writing and performing your successes are their successes. Your failures are their failures. And then even when you talked about this special that you want to come out, you just talk. it was always about other people. You know, I want other people to see see what I can do. I, I loved working with folks' films. They were so great and, and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, it's so interesting to me that you are a collaborator by nature. And I think that's really cool. I think it's going to serve your career well. And it's going to, uh, it's going to probably help other people along the way too, because you're going to take your talents and they're going to pour over you know, onto other people as well. And uh, you're going to share your success with your, with your friends and cohorts. So that's, that's really cool. Oh, thank you so much. You know what? I learned something about myself today too. That's great. I love to know I'm a people person. Good. And that, well, that's, that's at least what, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You could be terrible. I have no idea. I can't I wait. I can't wait to tell people that once I get into an argument with them, I go, excuse, excuse me, me? Go listen to Matt's podcast. I'm actually a people person, okay? Don't talk to me that way. (laughs) Matt Falk said that I was good. And if that's not enough of an endorsement, I don't know what is. And then listen to their unified (laughs) cry of, who is Matt Falk? (laughs) Never heard of him. Hey, Spencer, can you tell everybody where they can get a hold of you? How do they contact you? contact me through all forms of social media you can follow me on twitter at spenny adam 
You can follow me on Instagram at Comedy Man Spencer. And uh, just add me on Facebook, uh, Spencer Damas. All that fun stuff. Uh, I'm not going to give out my phone number, but I, you can also probably <laughs> find me walking around the city, wandering aimlessly. If you see me, just go, hey, that's that mustache kid that did that special. <laughs> Maybe in that commercial. That cheese commercial. Just come right up to me and say something nice or mean. I don't care. I'm a people person. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. <laughs> You're a people person. You can't be mean anymore. This is your new identity. Uh, you are a multifaceted, uh, very talented human being. Um, I've uh, loved acting with you. I've loved seeing the stuff that you've been acting in. I, I love your stand-up. I can't wait to see your special uh, that'll be coming out in 2023. We're going to put a link in our show notes to all the, the different social medias and stuff of how to contact and get in touch with Spencer. So big thank you to my guest, Spencer Adamus. Thank you to the ghosts of comedy past, present, and future. And thank you to all of you for listening. Please, would you provide us a review on your favorite podcast provider would you subscribe to us it really does go a tremendously long way and in fact you know what i'm gonna do one step better tell your favorite aunt about us would you do that do it i have a feeling like she's really going to enjoy this show hey i'm matt falk until next time god bless us everyone i love that so much <laughs>